You are listening to the Daily Escape Podcast with Sadie K. Frazier. This episode has been brought to you by Traveling Realms Media. Hey everybody, how are you all doing this brutally chilly winter morning? <laughs> I'm actually doing pretty good this week. We have finally warmed up a little bit. We had temperatures way below zero the last couple days, but I'm not going to complain. This winter has been anything but snowy and cold. So our heat, of course, went out yesterday morning and woke up to the house being 58 degrees in the house. So that was a nice surprise, but we actually got that fixed pretty quickly and had an awesome landlord who got who took care of it and was on the ball, so I can't complain. But I honestly can't believe that we're into February already, can you? I'm going to be honest, January is literally one of my least favorite months. So it's usually cold, dark, dreary, oftentimes bombarded by snowstorm after snowstorm, and I absolutely hate the cold and the snow, so there's that. And I'll be honest, this January, guys... I really struggled, like really struggled. But like I said, it hasn't been all that cold. So when I was writing this first podcast, I think it was about three days ago, it was literally almost 60 degrees the last day of January. And then, like I said, then the temperatures dropped down and it was way below zero, but we haven't had much snow. I mean, we had like one smallish round of six inches of snow and some freezing rain, but not much else. In fact, a snowstorm of epic proportions was uh, predicted for this week, and it just missed us. So it went south, and now they're predicting lower than normal precipitation and above average temps clear into the middle of February. So I will definitely take that. So I'm saying all this to say that that cold, dark, dreary weather that usually drags me down in January, that can't be my excuse this year, can it? So what is it that's been holding me back since the first of the year? I mean, I had all these goals and I felt this renewed sense of inspiration and purpose towards the, probably the middle part of December. And my husband and I had a couple weeks off there uh, the last week in December and we made plans for all these things we were going to do. And then... My husband's dad um, was had COVID and his mom had COVID. He ended up passing away a couple weeks ago. And it's just been a continuous, whatever storm you would like to say, <laughs> of just up and downs, roller coasters. Nothing that's earth shattered other than his dad's death. That was obviously a very important, pivotal moment in our life. Um, but like his car broke down. Our furnace went out. It's just been little things to distract you from doing all the things that you want to do or being happy. It kind of it kind of zaps your joy for a while. And honestly, I felt tired, like full body, emotional and physical exhaustion kind of tired. I felt 
uninspired to do most anything, if I'm honest. So what happens when you start feeling that way is, like I said, you don't feel inspired. So my creativity took the worst hit of all. And it was stifled beyond anything I'd ever experienced. A long stretch of the worst writer's block that I've ever experienced. And I ran across a quote on Facebook that really spoke to my heart. And I thought I'd share it with you because this quote was able to find the words that I've been feeling, but I really couldn't express myself. It says, My heart wants rest, but my mind needs action. My skin wants touch. My soul needs air. My curiosity wants different, but my comfort needs same. My dreams want big, but my fears want small. My love wants change, but my loss needs safe. I'm stuck like this all of my days in the hot coal of human paradox, hanging somewhere between the illness and the cure, between the dust of yesterday and new sense of tomorrow, unfinished like all books, writing new chapters of myself with every bit of ink around me, trying to cure my neediness with choice, my self-made prisons with the freedom to escape them. Nobody told me that the messy now and the terrible unknown could dare to be so beautiful. And that was written by Andrea Bolt. So... I hadn't seen the beautiful in my situation. I'd only seen the ugly and the messiness. And there was a point last week, before last weekend, that I thought this might never end. It's not like I don't know the steps to try to take to get myself out of all this. After all, that's what I'm here to do. It's my purpose. It's <laughs> to uplift others and to offer you hope and healing to create your best life. That's literally my tagline and my trademark of this whole business in pursuit of purpose. So why is it so hard to allow myself the opportunity to learn and grow from these same teachings? That's something that I'm recently learning. It's something that I need to work on myself, and that's how to love myself as much as I love and want to serve all of you. After all, I'm worthy of that same love. I just need to remind myself of that every once in a while, and so do you. Okay, so this week we're going to talk about how to jumpstart your year and eight steps to awaken creativity to spark inspiration and joy. Because I, I feel like I can't be the only one feeling this way. Literally at work last week, our doctors came in and they're like, is anybody else feeling like this is Monday and we just want this week over with already? And there's nothing wrong. We love our jobs. We love the things we're doing. It's just that there's just this this aura of just blah around everybody, too much negativity, too much drama, noise, chaos, illness, sickness, death, whatever you want to say. So I feel like if I'm the one needing this information for myself and this advice, maybe by me talking about where I'm at and how I'm getting myself out of it, I can also help you guys as well. Okay, so because I'm an author, I'm going to talk heavily from a writer's perspective when I'm talking about ways to awaken creativity and spark inspiration, but you can change these steps to literally suit your strengths, your ambitions, and your goals in life as well. So let's start with number one. And you're going to laugh, but for me, my journey back to sanity, the first piece of the puzzle in getting my life back together started with chocolate cake. The large piece of homemade Texas sheet cake 
with homemade chocolate buttercream frosting that my husband made last weekend. He sat a piece down in front of me at the table and he said, now how can I help get you out of the slump you're in? So we sat and we ate a piece of chocolate cake together and we talked. But when he asked that question, at first I wanted to push back. My natural instinct was to push back and say, there's nothing you can do until I'm ready. It would have been so much easier to have done that and just stayed stuck and argue with him about not pushing me in the direction I need to go in. I, I basically was defensive and I was like, wait, I'm not ready. I have all these things bothering me and all these things that are stealing my joy. So it would have been easier to stay stuck. But here's the caveat. He's my best friend. He's the love of my life. And he knows me better than I know myself at times. And he also is an author. So he gets the writer's block. He gets that. He gets the feeling uninspired and unable to write. But you know what? He also gets me. He gets my desperate need to center myself, to meditate, to feel grounded again. So this man wrapped his arms around me, fed me the best chocolate cake I've ever had in my entire life. But somewhere in the middle of all of that, those simple little tiny steps forward that he was pushing me towards, he silenced the chaos and the noise around us so I was able to breathe again and see things a little bit more clearly. Now, these last few weeks have been brutal. Like I said, between losing his dad to COVID, our daughter and grandbaby having COVID, our car breaking down, kids moving out, kids struggling to keep their heads above water, work being crazy, we just lost ourselves in the middle of it all. And it just was too much for a little bit. So last weekend, we took a step back. We centered ourselves, ate too much chocolate cake, if we're honest, and somewhere in the middle of the silence and sweetness and extra love my hubby gave me, I found my reason and my purpose and my motivation to want to jumpstart my life again, to discover what the future has waiting for me just beyond this cold, dreary January. So now we finally arrived at February, and I feel like my head's above water enough to want to make these changes to move forward. So, like I said, one of the things we did last weekend leads me to the second step in awaking creativity. So, number two is to meditate and release all that once was to allow room for all that is yet to come. How we did this is we put on some binaural beats to clear our headspace. We lit some sage. We cleansed our office and our writing space, getting rid of any lingering negative energy, stagnancy, and feeling stuck. Now that in and of itself helped tremendously, but it was what my husband did afterwards that struck a chord and opened my heart and mind to receive all those blessings that I'm basically stifling myself from receiving. So we did something that we've done for years. I leaned into him and we put our foreheads together. Like I said, we've always done this, whether it be an intimate conversation where there's something really deep that we need to talk about or just we need to put all this crap behind us and just refocus on each other again. So we put our foreheads together and he began to do a visual guided meditation to literally lead me out of the darkness. He went with his gut. He didn't have anything planned. He didn't pull anything up other than the music that we had that kind of set the stage anyway. But it was one of the most beautiful visualization exercises that I've ever been a part of. And at the end, I could literally feel the weight of the past few months falling away. 
and my heart and my mind began begging me to let it go so that I could be open to what's waiting just beyond the bend for me. See, I've been stuck between some sort of stagnant hibernation, wanting to hide away, needing a reprieve from the noise of life, and feeling that slow-burning ember of craving change, needing to do, needing to be more than I've ever been before. Even when I was feeling stuck or blah, like I didn't have what it takes to move forward, my mind and my spirit were forming this beautiful partnership behind the scenes. They were composing new music to spark inspiration that would launch me straight into the next stage of my journey. And that music they created will be the catalyst that whispers, it's time to start planning and dreaming and creating my next project, my new vision, and bringing it to fruition. So that brings me to the third step. Number three in Awaking Creativity is to do a writing prompt exercise. So in order to inspire that change, we decided to kind of reinvent something we'd done before. We've done it for years. It's called fairy tales. It's actually flash fiction, usually fantasy, but it can really be any genre that you want. It's a writing prompt exercise that we did once a week and posted it on Twitter. So you pick a picture for the month and then you attempt to stay under the 250 characters and use it on Twitter. Now we write each week based off that picture we choose and then we add to it each week until by the end of the month you have this flash fiction short story of sorts. And it's a lot of fun. So we got away from it. It wasn't one of my favorite things to do and I don't even know why. I just, like I said, I'd lost the inspiration to do much of anything. So when we went on vacation last year, that just kind of got put by the wayside. So this month we decided in February, we're going to start over with literally everything in our life. I guess you could look at it. I've seen something on Facebook that says, okay, January was my trial month. Now I'm actually ready to start my year. So we chose the pick we wanted for fairy tales and it was called a locked door. So I closed my eyes. I silenced my mind, and the next thing I knew, I'd not only written one week, but I'd written all four weeks of that writing prompt, and that is more than I've written in months. It sparked something that I didn't really stop and think about. It just happened. I let that creativity seep back in, and my mind knew what to do, my fingers, my heart, everything knew what to do, and it just took over, and everything flowed. So I would encourage you, like I said, number three, Open up a Google writing prompt idea folder. Look up teasers, pictures, whatever ignites inspiration and gets your creative juices flowing again. It felt good to feel that spark returning. Honestly, it felt good to feel alive again. It felt good to know that I'm ready. It's time to jumpstart my year and start planning, dreaming, and creating those projects, those visions, and bringing it all to fruition. Now, the next four steps I have yet to implement. This is the point I'm at right now as I'm inspired and I'm ready to go. But I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that I have this all figured out and I'm on the other side of that creative block because I'm just at the precipice of it where I'm saying, okay, I'm here. I'm ready to show up. I'm ready to do what it takes. But I have yet to implement all these things. I plan on doing these things the next weeks and months to come to keep me on track. And I'm sharing them with you because there are tools I've used in the past that have worked for me and for my husband. And sometimes just hearing them from someone else or seeing them again from a fresh perspective is all it takes to initiate that change and determination to make it happen. Okay, so number four 
I want to embrace the messiness. Like I said, I recognize that these last few months of my mind, my heart, my life have been just a chaotic mess. So I'm going to learn to embrace it. Don't run from it. Don't hide away from it. Learn to embrace it and to accept it for what it is or what it was. The opportunity to plant seeds of hope for the future and to cultivate the flowers you want to fill your garden of inspiration with someday when this season of your life is over. And that's all it is. It's just a short season in your life. You're going to be back to where you were before, before you know it. So I found a quote that reads, at some point you just have to say, you know what? Life is messy. Things have a way of not going exactly as planned. I make mistakes and I get upset sometimes. Some moments or seasons get the best of me. I try my best and I still fail. But you know what? I'm choosing joy anyways. I'm choosing to find the beautiful and the messy because life is too short and fragile not to. So from this moment forward, I'm choosing happy. And that was by a group called Walk the Earth. And to that, I say, amen. We need to embrace that messiness before it's kind of like the stages of grief. In some ways, what I was going through was grief, almost like losing my my old self and wanting to move into this new person I wanted to become. I was becoming that person all last year. I was growing in leaps and bounds and I was opening doors that I never even thought imaginable. And then I just woke up one day and I'm like, oh, I'm in the middle of all this chaos and mess now. So I'm lost. I don't know where to go. I don't know who I am. I know exactly who I am and where I want to be. I just lost sight of that for a little bit because I was in denial. I was in denial that it's okay to embrace that messiness. I was trying to hide away and protect myself from it. So I just shut down. I need to feel the messiness and the chaos and learn to acknowledge that it's there, but deal with the steps it's going to take to get myself out of it, and then we can move forward. So that leads me into step five. Imagine your life where you want it to be, not where it is right now. And that's a part of those visualization exercises. Now, we have a hard time doing this, don't we? Some days I can see my future through clouds and trees and I still chase the sunshine no matter what's standing in my way. And I feel like I could conquer anything that life throws at me. And then other days it's not so easy. Some days I wake up and I'm like, I don't even know what the point of this is. (laughs) I don't have the motivation to do this. I just put all, especially my creative stuff. I can go to work. I can do my job. I can be a wife. I can be a mom. I still manage to do all of those things and wear all the hats I need to wear And I do it well, even when I'm hurting, even when I'm sad, even when I'm uninspired. I still, my my heart knows that I need to still do those things. But what suffers is my creative life. And like I said, other days, it's not so easy to do this. So I found another quote that I think sums up this feeling perfectly. And I want you to close your eyes and imagine the words coming to life as I read it. It's called Seek Happiness. So I want you to imagine something right now. I want you to imagine that you're in the place you always dreamed of in your life. Don't worry about how you got there. Imagine that someone just swept in and took care of all of those details for you. I want you to imagine thinking to yourself that it was easier than you thought. Remembering that it all started when you started listening to your heart. Now, do you feel those emotions? 
Those are the seeds. Feed them. And that's by Nausicaa Twyla. That I found to be very powerful in the fact that I've talked from day one, even in my decluttering series, about sowing the seeds that we need to, to sow to cultivate changes in our life. We did one on unpacking our baggage and letting go of the past several, several, several episodes ago. I don't even remember. It was one of my first episodes that I did. But literally in our hearts and in our souls, we learned how to dig deep and uproot those things from our past that we need to, to deal with and to get rid of. The only way to do that is to dig those weeds out, no matter how painful they are, but to dig up those weeds, not to just throw them aside, but to unearth them. Again, embrace the messiness. Embrace what they were. Embrace those traumas. But those do not feed you. Those do not fuel you. Those are only teaching and learning experiences for us to be able to move to the next stage of our journey. And we can't move to that journey until we've unearthed that yuck, that the traumas, the pain. And then we replant our lives and our hearts and our souls with things that we need to nourish us, to make us grow. And those are the seeds that we continuously need to feed and water until we grow into the person that we want to become. All right, so number six is do something to move yourself forward. No matter how much you struggle, no matter how much it hurts, you need to just take one step forward and make this your day one. And you can do that as many times as you want. How many times have you heard me on this podcast say, today's my day one. Uh, a year ago when I did my vision board, my, my middle of my vision board says, one day or day one, the choice is yours. I made the decision that day for that to be my day one. And I moved forward. Like I said, I catapulted myself into a future that I had, had not even imagined. I started this podcast. I started a new business. I started a writing course. And I, I was so clear on my vision and everything that I wanted to do. And then I fell flat on my freaking face. And I gave up. And I said, this is too hard. I just want to hide away. And, and I, that's my normal instinct in the wintertime anyway, is to want to stay inside. Uh, and I'm serious. It's Maybe you're like this. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're a social butterfly and you love to get out. But for me in the wintertime, if I'm ready to come home from work, we have nothing planned. There's absolutely nothing planned. But somebody says, hey, do you want to go do this? I'm like, no, it's five o'clock at night <laughs> and I just want to get home, get under my blankets and watch TV or curl up beside my husband on the couch. I am, I am, a, I'm just going to say lazy. I'm not a lazy person. I have things I do all the time. I'm busy all the time, but in my head, that's where I want to be. I want to be within the comfort and safety of my home in the wintertime. And I've always been that way. So it's hard for me to want to step outside and, and take that step forward. But I don't care if it's middle of winter, if it's summer, winter, fall, whatever. We need, I forgot spring. <laughs> we need to take that first step. And sometimes, like I said, that first step is the hardest. It's so much easier to stay stuck in our comfort zone and make excuses for why we can't do things rather than to create a new plan and set goals that we make sure we can accomplish. So what can you do today to move in a forward-thinking direction? And like in my case, stop wallowing in self-pity and stop allowing that negative headspace within your mind to control the dreams that your heart longs to create. 
your heart and soul are begging for you to make these changes. They're just waiting for you to get out of the way so that they can do the things they need to do to manifest your best life. I've read things on Facebook. I've seen things on IG basically saying just do something. It doesn't matter what it is. If you can't make it out of the house because you, I mean, some people have agoraphobia. Some people have phobias that prevent them from leaving their home. So go to one room and just focus on getting out of that one room. Take a step forward and step out of your bedroom into the hallway. Just take a forward step each day until you get to where you want to be. Start by taking a nice long hot shower, even if it's the only thing you do today. I've seen one place that said, I, I go out to my kitchen because I've been uninspired and there's a whole sink full of dishes and I just feel overwhelmed. Okay, what I want you to do is today, wash one dish. Put one dish in the dishwasher. You're going to find you can talk yourself out of that. And before you do one, turn on some music. My husband, when I'm gone on Tuesday nights to my mom's house, my husband will catch up on dishes if there's anything to do. And well, sometimes there is because he likes to create magic on Tuesday nights and make his own concoctions with food. But um, what he'll do is put on some of his sci-fi shows that we don't watch together and he'll put them on the phone and do the dishes or cook dinner or play with the dogs or do whatever he's doing. Use that as an example. Put on some music. Get yourself a Bluetooth speaker that you can put in the kitchen. You don't have to get it near the sink. Do the dishes. Do one dish. And then see how you feel. Do another dish. Just keep pushing yourself to go beyond what you think you can do right now in this moment. And then the thing that I think is most beneficial to me when I start feeling uninspired, my husband and I both will reorganize things, especially our creative space or our office. Clean up the space that you want to use for that creative expression of yourself. Declutter. Rearrange. Light a candle, buy a new candle, turn up some music, make it a warm and inviting space to prepare it for the magic that is to come. Now, another thing that I have found is really beneficial, and I don't do it as often as I want to. I used to do it when I was younger, journaling. Pour your heart and soul onto that paper. For me, like last week, I saw something that said to write down all the things holding you back. So I wrote down a list of things that were holding me back and killing my creativity or adding to the chaos and noise. Some of it I was doing myself. I was adding to it by my negative headspace. Then I evaluated which things I was able to just let go that don't matter and which things I could actually do something about. Now, getting in your car and listening to music is one of the best things I think you can ever do for yourself. Whether you sing or not, just... Windows rolled down, maybe you can't do that in the winter time, but get in your car and drive. Take a long drive. Turn up the music and sing at the top of your lungs. I promise you that music can and will heal your very soul. Limit your distractions. Find some quiet time to regroup and refocus. And like I said, if it has to be in your car, especially moms with young kids, when it's nap time and you know that baby's going to sleep in the car, bundle the baby up get some blankets, crank up the heat, and go for a drive. Let the baby sleep. You're limiting your distractions because the baby's sleeping. You have nobody else that you need to take care of here in this moment. So just drive. Like I said, turn on the music, listen to the music, listen to a podcast, and sing your heart out until that music heals your soul. And of course, we all have giant killer goals and ambitions, don't we? 
but don't get ahead of yourself just yet. Take a moment to reflect and set attainable goals. That's part of what's wrong with me is I set these goals for an entire year. I set the goals where I want to be 6, 9, 12 months from now, 18 months from now, 5 years from now. We all have a 5-year plan or a 1-year plan or whatever we set for ourselves. But we need to set them to be attainable that are easy to keep and check them one by one off our list. And there's nothing wrong with rewarding ourselves for meeting those goals. For me, coffee is an awesome reward. I have a connection to coffee that goes beyond just how that coffee tastes. There's a certain sense of comfort when I get Starbucks or scooters or whatever. Emmon lives here locally, by the way. <laughs> um, coffee's always an awesome way to reward yourself. So is a hot bath, a piece of chocolate cake, a long walk in the woods, or even a new CD to inspire music. Increase your connection with others. Make a call to an old friend that you've been promising to catch up with. If you're like me, that kind of stuff has gone by the wayside. And it's, it's not because I don't love the people in my life, because I desperately love them all and I want to spend time with them. But I've been so focused in retreating inside myself, hiding away from the rest of the world, that time is just flying by and I've lost connection with so many people that I want to keep in touch with. So if you're lucky enough to still have your parents or your siblings around, call them. Call your mom, call your dad, call your sister, your brother, your kids. Get some art supplies and just start drawing, coloring, painting. If you're already an artist, great. You know what to do. But if you're not, who cares? Have fun with it. No pressure, no perfection expected. Just have fun and release whatever emotions that you've been holding back and get it all out on paper. And if all else fails, retreat back to that safe haven. There's nothing wrong with making an attempt to get out there. And if you feel like it's too much, maybe that's what heals you is retreating. You can't stay stuck there, though. That is the problem. So that safe haven could be your bathtub, your bedroom. Take a nap. But when you wake up, when you get done with that hot bath, you have to pick one thing off your list and make yourself do it. I promise you'll thank yourself later for taking that one tiny step back and then two steps forward that will change your life and your future for the better. Now, number seven, we need to fill our lives with all the things we're missing and nurture ourselves to find the magic again. That magic can come from anywhere. And I'm just going to be brutally honest here when I say that when you go through another stage of your life, and I'm talking menopause, I'm talking when your kids move out and it's empty nest syndrome to the max, sometimes those things um, accidentally happen in conjunction with each other like it did for me. I lost my magic. I lost my magic not only with myself, but with my husband because we both were grieving the loss of our kids moving out. We're grieving the loss of who we once were and where the hell did the time go? How did we get to be this age? What are we going to do with our life? Now we worry about our aging parents. Now we worry about who's going to take care of us later. How, you know, I mean, life is so uncertain right now. There are no promises given to how long we have on this earth. So these are the things that we can do to nurture ourselves to find the magic again. And I found another quote, like I said, it's one that I, I have mentioned them over and over again, but it's S.C. Laurie, 
aka Butterflies and Pebbles, on Facebook. And I encourage you to follow them on Facebook because they've gotten me through so many things just by her words of inspiration. So her quote reads, That girl inside of you, she needs some air. She needs some sunshine. She needs some moments that will make her smile again and believe in the magic of living away from the noisy streets and people bouncing off of each other. Nurture her every now and again. Slow your day down and have a dance together because she's always a part of you and forgetting what's inside of us is why we stop believing in magic. So what is it that you are missing? What is it that you need to nurture yourself and find your magic again? Mine is apparently chocolate cake. That's where it starts. And a guided inspiration from my favorite person on this planet. But other than that, some of my things to do that would bring back my magic would be a long walk in nature. Just being at the beach last year on vacation, I envision in my head, more often than I can ever tell you, warm, sandy beaches. And it's not because I've been there a million times. I've been to the West Coast one time and I've been to the East Coast one time. But I literally feel that that's where my heart and soul belong is on the beach. And music is another one. My hubby is another one. My grandchildren's laughter to chase my dreams and rediscover my purpose, to share my life and hopes and dreams, teaching others, serving others, and offering them hope and healing to manifest their own best life as well. All right, now we are at number eight. Okay, so now that we've chosen happy, how can we create a happy life that inspires our creativity and awakens joy in our souls? So here is another quote called For a Happy Life that I found on Facebook from one of my absolute favorite inspirational sites I follow. It says, make sure that one of the paths in your life leads to the beach, the forest, and on some days, a table full of cake and chocolate. How appropriate could that be after everything that I said myself? <laughs> Walk barefoot wherever and whenever you can. Learn to love your alone time. Always let your heart hope and dream and love. Be honest with yourself. And here's the one that really caught me here. Turn the page you are stuck on. Expand your story. Make enjoyment important in your life. See your age as a gift and not a curse. And again, that was from Butterflies and Pebbles. So wow, wow, wow is all I have to say to that one. It's like she stepped into my life and read the words that lay hidden in my heart. So look, stop what you're doing and come back to me for a minute. I want to make sure that you hear me, that you understand. I get it. I've been stuck exactly where you are right now. And we all know we're going to run across obstacles both in our professional and personal life, right? And P.S. in case no one told you yet, life does not always go as planned. Sometimes it knocks you off course, it knocks you flat on your face or your butt, and leaves your heart reeling and your head spinning. And sometimes you want to throw up your hands and say, what's the point of all of this? And so you follow the same old dull routine like I do. You start living your life like a robot on autopilot and you never live beyond just trying to survive. Sound familiar? Because it sure does to me. But rather than just trying to survive through the chaos, why not take charge and thrive through it instead? That's what I am trying my best to do from this day forward. I want to take my life back into my own hands and jumpstart my year, my life, my hopes, and my dreams. So what do you say? 
come along with me. I can't promise that it will always be easy, but I can promise you that in the end, it will be worth it. And with me by your side, it will always be a heck of a lot more fun. So my friends, another episode is coming to an end and we've covered a lot today for you to wrap your heart and your head around, haven't we? I hope you'll join me each week as we take the next steps in becoming more than we ever thought imaginable. We've got a lot of work to do, but I believe in both of us and I believe that we can get there if we do it side by side. And what we need to learn the most is that nothing is too big to handle when we step out of the way and we let the universe guide us. We just need to get out of the way to make that happen. So my wish is that despite my chaos, my noise, and my shortcomings, I have provided you with hope, that I've uplifted you, that I've made you laugh, made you cry, that I've made you want to scream out loud. I want to take happiness and joy back into my own hands to create creativity, to awaken my joy. I choose happiness. I choose joy. But most especially, I can do this. Yes, I can. So chin up, my friend. You've taken the next step, and it's all uphill from here. So straighten your crown, take a deep breath in, and just let it all go. Choose to let the things go that you don't have control over. Because I believe in you, and I believe you've got what it takes, and so do I. And together, we'll make it through this mess, day by day, and piece by piece, until we're restored, healed, and find joy in the journey once again. I hope you guys have an awesome week and enjoy the rest of what's left of this winter. Instead of hiding away, let's get out there and let's do some things to change this ugly world that we live in right now. So hang in there and know that you're loved from here to the universe and back. Until next time, I am unconditionally yours. All my love, Sadie. Another episode of the Daily Escape Podcast, and I am your host, Sadie K. Frazier.